When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Pacific Point of View. I'm Tyler Budge. I'm Hayden Weber. And I'm Colt Almodova. And together we are the Pacific Point of View. And we are back here with another off-season episode, as we do in the off-season. And we're going to get things started off with a bang. We'll talk about our surprises. Surprise. <laughs> surprise, Teddy? <laughs> if I woke up tomorrow with my head sewn to the carpet, I wouldn't be more surprised than I am right now. All right. Uh, surprises from the week. Colt, lead us off. All right, so ASU lost another football player. His name, Jackson He. This guy was a legend about, what, two years ago when he became the first Chinese-born player to score a touchdown in the FBS. You know, he's entering the transfer portal. He's out now. You know what's funny? I actually saw he doesn't have any eligibility left. Wait, what? Yeah. um, So it would have to be to an FCS school, right? I don't know. I don't because the eligibility clock, I don't think, is a thing down there. Really. Yeah, there was like a 50-something-year-old so playing at South Carolina State one time. He could do that. He could, But, yeah, I saw they posted a follow-up tweet. It was at Sun Devil something. They posted a follow-up tweet where they were like, update, he has no eligibility left. So he couldn't play even for ASU this year? Yeah, that's correct. See, but I don't get – yeah, because he ran out on senior night. Yeah. When I saw that, I was like, I thought he was gone. Yeah. I thought he was done. He is. He's technically done, but he is transferred. So, actually, this is a good thing. Yeah. The legend of Jackson, he lives on. Exactly. So not not as much of a bummer. I forgot to tell you that, but I did see that earlier. My apologies, Colt. Okay, he's going to an FCS school. Where do you guys think he goes? He's like going to, to James Madison so he can play in the FCS, but then all of a sudden they move up and he can't play anymore. Oh, man. That'd be I'd brutal. I'd like to see him at North Dakota State <laughs> get to play against U of A again and score a touchdown on them. For that the, would be awesome. For the memes this year. That would be double insult to injury. That'd be absolutely <laughs> hilarious. Can you imagine if it's another blowout and Jackson he just scores a touchdown in garbage seven. time? <laughs> that would be absolutely beautiful. Oh, goodness. Um, something that I saw that was a little surprising, Charlie Strong just got hired at Miami as their linebackers coach. Really? That is a name wow. I have long forgotten. Yeah. If you don't remember, Charlie Strong was basically brought Louisville back from the dead yep. back in 2010, had a really great run there, winds up getting a massive contract at Texas, gets a five-year, $25 million contract just to go 16-21 and 21 yeah. in three seasons. Texas has not recovered really, since the Charlie Strong days. And then he tanked South Florida. And exactly. He went into a a pretty good situation at USF and somehow managed to get fired by a group of five team after, I want to say, like three seasons. Yep. So he goes, uh, coaches for Nick Saban. I think he was under with the Jaguars for a year or something. But that's just a name I was a little surprised to see come up. I don't think it was a bad hire for Miami. But 
I, I just completely forgotten about him, and I was a little surprised to see that he's back in college football. It's a very interesting coaching staff they're assembling over there. Cristobal has kind of, it's like he's collecting the Infinity Stones. He's gotten some pretty high-profile guys. Uh, Miami could be a team to be reckoned with. The thing that surprised me was an article I saw by CBS Sports. College football attendance has declined now for a seventh straight year, and it is the lowest since 1981. The Pac-12, American, Mountain West, and CUSA had the lowest attendance ever. Well, I mean, I'm sure Hawaii doesn't help with the Mountain West one. We went from a 50,000-seat no. stadium to a 4,000-seat stadium, it and feels like. And in some like. cases, a zero-seat stadium. I know. So, no. Well, I mean, you guys were there at the Rose Bowl. That place was kind of oh, dead. It was a ghost town. It was a ghost town. The student section filled out nicely that particular night, but in even ASU, if and it's I'm, not a big-name team, we struggle mm-hmm. to fill the stadium. And then, obviously, U of A was garbage. Their stadium was more than half empty for yeah. the majority of the season. USC couldn't fill their stadium. It just really the only team that consistently, I think, did well was uh, Utah and Oregon filling yeah. their seats. I think, uh, obviously, COVID had a pretty big impact mm-hmm. and is having a pretty big impact. As that starts to wean off, maybe we'll see the numbers start to recover, but the average was down by like a 1,000, over a 1,000 this year. Yeah, I'm surprised to hear that for college football as a whole. Pac-12, I'm not surprised because... If you look at the teams, most of these teams are not good attendance schools. Cal has never really no. traditionally been a great one. Stanford is horrible in terms of fan interaction relative to success. Even when they were great, they didn't get they didn't sell their stadium out. Yes. And then, you know, the Oregon schools and then Washington State. So So um, actually here's here's the hard numbers here. Every conference went down except for three conferences that went up in attendance. The Big Ten went up by 0.003%. Okay. The Sun Belt went up by 0.04%. And the MAC went up by 12.4%. Whoa. From last year. So, MACTION, baby. How about that? And that's on like Tuesday, Wednesday games yeah, as well. Maction. Yeah, but also notably, the MAC is the lowest average attendance of any power or of any conference. But they increased by the most this last year. So they're still even with. They're still last. They're still they average seventeen thousand okay. a game. Which, for reference, SEC is at seventy-two. Who is this? Big Ten sixty-five. Big Twelve fifty-five. Pac Twelve forty-three. ACC forty-three. And then uh, Independence even thirty-two thousand. You know what I love about the Mac? I'm just going to throw this in there. Basically, every team is interchangeable. Yeah. I mean, I feel like one team could win the conference one year and then lose it the next year. And it's then quite glorious. Be ba- you know what I mean? You know, you got like NIU and Toledo who might technically be the better teams. And then like Akron is Kent. usually... It just feels like, you're right, the Western Michigan, Central Michigan, Eastern Michigan combo yeah. is another hilarious combination in the Mac. It's just a fun conference. Oh, I agree. I love and Mac, Mac. Maction just does not care. They're like, we'll play Tuesdays, Mondays. Does not matter. Get us out there. We'll play a game. And honestly, that's that's just one of the great things that the NFL can never replicate. Nope. nope. Ever. Um, let's get into some trivia, guys. We've got another set of 11 questions. The series is tied. Bring on the post-it notes. At one apiece. The post-it notes are coming out. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a huge rubber match right. here. Hayden's trying to find him. But, you know, Grab me that trophy up there. That's what we need. Can I mean, do a piece of paper? We don't even necessarily okay, do need the post-it notes per se. Um, oh, this one's kind of like a hybrid. 
Actually, not even necessarily. A hybrid. If you guys recall, two episodes ago, it was uh, just name. What, what was it? It was Jacari just name the Pac-12. It was trivia for Pac-12, for Pac-12 players. Yeah. No, no, actually, no. It was trivia for the decade. Then last year was name that player. So we had random trivia, name that player. This week is a little bit more trivia, but multiple choice questions are laced throughout. I was going to do multiple choice for all of them, but there's certain questions that I feel like multiple choice would be too soft, and, and you can just guess your best guess on it. So what, we're going to start things off strong here. And yeah, actually, you know, sticky notes, I like the vibes the sticky notes are bringing, honestly. I do like them. Uh, who has all time, this is all time, who has the second best winning percentage in Pac-12 history? Based on schools? Yeah, yeah, Based yeah. on schools. Schools? Yep. Not the best, but the second best winning percentage. You can get a point for guessing second place correctly. You can get a half a point if you guess first place or if you guess third place. I got mine. Cole has his. Got mine. Okay. On the count of three. One, two, three. Or Washington. And the correct answer is USC is number one. So that's 699. That should have been the obvious one is it's USC at the top. Okay. Number two. It is not Oregon. What? And it is Washington. Let's go. Washington with a 616 winning percentage all time. Oregon, they had some dark days. They had some That's pretty right. dark yeah. days where, in the where, middle there. Who's third? Third is Arizona State. Yep. At 606. Really? Aided pretty by good. our dominance really? in the whack. Exactly. The dominance in the whack. And so, just like that, uh, Washington gives Hayden a point. Hayden leads 1 nothing, but we've got a few more questions Damn here. It. Three more in this first batch. Next one. Who has the worst winning percentage in Pac-12 history? Who has the worst winning percentage in the Pac-12? You'll get a point if you guess the correct last place team, and if you like guess, all time. Yep. If you guess eleventh or tenth, um, it's a half a point. Okay. Who has the worst winning percentage in Pac-12 history? So since being in. Just, just, just as a winning percentage, like as a program, as a program, all time. who has the nah, worst winning percentage tough, all time? Uh, you guys both have yours. I yeah, got mine. Okay, on the count of three, one, two, three. Oregon State. Oregon State. And you guys are both correct. Oregon State oh, at four phew. seven two. Oh. Fun fact: Oregon State has the second longest bowl drought in history. Oh, you're looking that, at that. That board saved me. Because I was initially you. thinking Colorado, and then I was thinking, okay, wait, Colorado was pretty good before they Colorado got to the Pac-12, and that's what changed my Didn't answer. Didn't they win a natty? I and believe like, they did the win a natty. or something. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah Oregon State 472. Uh, fun fact, they have the record for the longest bowl drought, or second longest bowl drought. Northwestern has the longest bowl drought, and it was like something ridiculous, like 20-something seasons. Washington State is just above them at 499, and Cal 551. So Washington State and Oregon State are the only teams below 500 all time. Wow. Fun fact. Congrats. All right, here we go. This one, you're going to have to use your brain muscles for this one. It's it's two to one, by the way, just to clarify the score here. Come on, Cole. How many of the top six Big Ten single-season passing touchdown leaders are from Ohio State? So how many of the top six? How many of the top six all-time Big, Big Ten single-season passing touchdown leaders are from Ohio State? And after, I mean, I'll just, I'll just let this play out. We'll, we'll see. How many of the top six 
Big Ten single-season passing touchdown leaders are from Ohio State. And you know what? We're going to give the point to whoever gets this one the closest to the real number. Okay. That's how we're going to play this. Take your time. You guys ready? Yeah. All right, here we go. Count of three. One, two, three. Three. Hayden says three. Colt says four. The answer is five. Wow. Meaning Colt was the closest. Okay. Colt gets the point. We're tied at two. Can you guys name the quarterbacks? Barrett, JT Barrett. JT Barrett. Stroud. CJ Stroud. Fields. Justin Fields. Pryor. Not Pryor. Miller. That's a good guess, Braxton though. Miller. No Braxton Miller. He's a guy that just got cut, and then I think he's on the Steelers now. Cardell Jones. Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins. Oh, and Barrett was on there twice, so that, that makes it five. But yeah, five of the top six. Can you name the other quarterback that's in there? In the Big Ten? Yes, he's from Purdue. Oh. Breeze. It is Drew Breeze. Very okay. good. No points for that one. But, yeah, yeah. but isn't that insane? That's pretty that's, recent. That's five, crazy. Man. They're I, all recent. All like last five years. Which I, was is... th- I was thinking Barrett and, and Stroud and um, Haskins, but I yeah. forgot. Yeah. Justin Fields in there. Yeah, I all forgot right. about Fields. Fields. It's crazy how recent all those guys are, but that just speaks to how the game's evolving. We're tied at two. Oh, and we've got a gosh. chance for a, a tiebreaker here in this opening round of questions. Which of these teams does not have a Heisman Trophy winner? Okay. Is it A, TCU, B, Houston, C, Louisville, D, Navy, or E, Arkansas? Mm. <laughs> One more time. Is it A, TCU, B, Houston, C, Louisville, D, Navy, or E, Arkansas? Oh, man. I'm down to two schools. Me too. All right. I'm not confident in this at all. I got it. All right. All right. On the count of three. One, two, three. TCU. Arkansas. Hayden says E, Arkansas. Colt says A, TCU. The correct answer is E, Arkansas, has never had a Heisman Trophy winner. No idea who TCU's was. Yeah, uh, who's TCU's guy? Was it LaDainian Tomlinson? TCU oh. Heisman. LaDainian didn't win a Heisman. I don't think it so. It was Davey O'Brien. Oh, Davey O'Brien. All right, no. yeah. the, the award uh, name. Well, that's there. fine. Yeah, Davey O'Brien won one. I'm Louis- just... Louisville was pretty obviously Lamar Lamar. Jackson. You just figure Navy, you know, probably back Houston in the Houston was days. who? Eddie yep. George? Um, no. Eddie George was Ohio. Georgia. Houston, Heisman, winner. It Charlie. It was Andre Ware. Andre, Andre Ware. Ware. So. That's right. I was yeah. thinking uh, Keenum, but wasn't he at Texas Tech? I can't remember. Keenum no, didn't Keenum win was Houston. Okay. He didn't win, win a Heisman. He though. didn't win a Heisman, though. He was just very good. He yeah. was on that Colt Brennan uh, route of throwing a lot of touchdown passes and not getting recognized. And Bailey Zappi, honestly. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, so great job in the first round, guys. Hayden with an early 3-2 lead over Colt, trying to take a decisive 2-1 lead in the series. That would be insane. Be Let's nice. get to the big picture. First things first, Marshall has filed a lawsuit against the CUSA Whoa. in an attempt to get the CUSA to let them join the Sun Belt, and it's complete chaos, guys. They really couldn't have waited, like, one year. It's just weird to me. I don't know. We've talked about it before. It's petty. It's it, a weird, it's so, petty it's situation. So, it's so petty. Um, I don't know. I really... I, I, is it, has this happened? 
before at the know. Division One FBS level. I don't know if I've been too young to notice it happening in the past, but it seems like this is a re- relatively recent development of teams trying to dip from conferences yeah. earlier than they're allowed to. I mean, what what happens is is the Sun Belt? Did they vote? Did the Sun Belt say, you know, come in, we're we're welcoming you with open arms, and you just need to get out of your conference, or yeah. do they then have to get approval from the Sun Belt or? I think the worst case scenario for Marshall is they're independent. That'd be the worst thing, in my opinion. Yeah. They they basically run the Conference USA, though. Or they have... Well, that that's an overstatement. They've been one of the better teams in the Conference USA. Consistently competitive Agreed. teams. Man, it's like a breakup. Conference USA, you just got to let her go. Okay? Yeah. Mar- Marshall's out. Just just let them be. I agree. I agree. I just think it's, it's very petty. Marshall has a 10-day restraining order, I think... Someone needs the door propped open. Real quick. We're getting some gear returned. But uh, Marshall got a 10-day restraining order filed against the Conference USA. I don't know how a restraining order works against an entity such as the Conference U of A. Or U- USA. Conference U of A. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's going to be even worse than yeah. the Conference USA, arguably. But who knows, man. It's, it's just a weird situation altogether. All right, next piece of uh, work we got here, Denard Robinson. Let's go. There named go. named to Michigan's coaching staff as assistant director of player personnel. Thoughts on this hire, guys? Denard Sho- is it Shoelace was not his nickname. Shoelace was Denard his nickname. Shoelace yep. Robinson, immortalized in video game lore, absolutely as the final face of the NCAA video game. And to be quite honest, I had no idea who he was when that game came out. I personally don't really remember him at Michigan, but I do. You do? Okay. Yeah, I, I don't. You. I he don't, was electric. <laughs> I, I've seen his highlights to know that he's he's good, and he obviously is on the cover of a video game when you've got hundreds of athletes to choose from. Yeah. So, but great great move for the Wolverines. I remember. I think he was part of the Under the Lights game. It was like the first time ever Michigan was hosting an Under the Lights game at the Big House. And they hosted Notre Dame. They played Notre yep. Dame. That game was. And it awesome. was insane. I'm, I think, yes, I think I remember that. Yeah, Dernard was uh, an animal. Different beast, yeah. Um, next up, uh, USA, uh, Olympics news. I thought you were going to talk about other news at Michigan. <laughs> you, you know what, actually, before we get to that, how is it that consistently, like four of the past five shows, we've had somebody come up to that door needing to come in? What's going on here? I don't know. We had the one where... Stuff was falling off the walls. Yeah. Yes. I mean, we had we had Peyton try to come in that one time. Yep. He had to come in like three times. We had, the, we had the banging on the door. We had the banging on the door. We had the cleaning lady. We had the cleaning lady. <laughs> we just are a popular show. What can I say? Yeah. yeah. I was trying to get a piece of Pacific point of view. This is uh, very thrilling stuff. But in Olympic talk, okay, Winter Olympics going on, as you guys all know. I think it just wrapped up. Just ended. Uh, yeah, that's what I meant to say. Uh, you, <laughs> <laughs> Team USA finished fifth in medals Ugh. at the Winter Olympics. I mean, Olymp- Winter Olympics aren't our strong suit. There's some sports that we're better at than others, but there were some disappointing individual competitors. Like, I don't know how much you guys know about the athletes. and Chloe but, Kim. Like, no, I'm just kidding. She did awesome. <laughs> yeah, she was great. Like, Michaela Schifrin was kind of a big story, this, this uh, slalom skier. Sean White didn't do well. Sean White didn't mm-hmm. medal, but he's also 35. I didn't hear Michael but he's Phelps like- winning anything. <laughs> what the hell is going on? <laughs> Yes, Sean White is like the godfather of snowboarding. But yeah. Yeah. At one, at some point, you're, you know, you're your, your prime's over. Yeah. And snowboarding is one of those sports where if you're like 16, 
it really favors you. But yep. I saw we we meddled and or we did we got gold and um like some cross country snowboarding or like some not cross it was like snowboard cross so it was like a BMX event but on snowboard. Wow. We won that. That's nice. Us being USA. How about uh, curling? Did we win curling? Oh, we did not. No, what? We got embarrassed in curling. That yeah, was, that, that was, was too bad. And in hockey, that was that was an oh, unfortunate was show. I don't think well. our NHL players were. They weren't. No, it's because we still do the the high school thing that or okay. the prospect thing that we used yeah, to do. Yeah, the basketball. miracle on ice. Yeah. Situation. Yep, yep, yep. We we finished below Canada, Germany, the Russian Olympic Committee, Whoa. and Norway. Yeah. Did you guys hear about the drama with the skater? No. Testing positive for uh, doping. A Russian guy. It was it was a girl. Um, it was oh, like Russia. the yeah. She was like 15 years old, what? and yeah, 15 years old, Man. like the greatest individual skater in the world, and she tested positive in the middle of the Olympics. Like it was a Christmas Day sample. Oh my! Goodness. Came back, and it just caused a whole stir, and it was honestly a really really bad look for the Russian Olympic <laughs> yeah. Committee. Yeah, they're, they're going to stay things. the Russian Olympic Committee. Exactly. For well, people are like, if they keep it, like. This is like the equivalent of SMU. Like yeah. they need to get the death penalty in the Olympics. Like just don't let their athletes compete. If they yeah. continued, they can't even represent their own country in the Olympics. Like I, what's sad about the 15-year-old testing positive for doping is you get the sense that's not even the 15-year-old. No, it's not. Fault. It's the people it's around her. It's the system. Absolutely the system. Built. And so they're just trying to find better ways to cheat rather than just stop cheating. Which is sad, because I mean, who knows? Maybe she is the best without the doping. You know? Right. It's like a Barry Bonds argument. You just yeah, you never you know. Yeah, you just never know. All right. Weirdest coaching hire. Weirdest coaching hire of the year. And I'm sure you guys got a whiff of it. Grambling State, who was coached by former Browns coach Hugh Jackson, who probably finished with like a 3-31 and record at, <laughs> at the Cleveland Browns or something like that. Mm-hmm. He hired Art Bryles, the former Whoa. Baylor head coach that was fired for covering up sexual assault allegations over the course of like an 11-year coaching career at Baylor. He has hired him as his offensive coordinator. Thoughts on this hire, guys? <laughs> From a football perspective, I guess great pickup. Yep. But anything other than football, that is a horrible decision. Hold on. I've got actually a photo of what Art Bryles looks like right now. He's literally a villain. Wow, he looks so different now. Yeah, he looks way different. He looks like an absolute villain. He is. He's got like long hair now. Yeah, he looks like, like an Indiana Jones when like they drink from the forbidden cup and they start to like turn yeah. old. And Cole, have you seen Indiana Jones? I haven't. No. Well, that's well, just sad. That's something else to address altogether. You. It was the last year of Todd Graham. ASU oh. hired hired a Baylor assistant, mm-hmm. Phil Bennett. He was the defensive coordinator here for one year, and a lot of people didn't like that for the same reason. Now, yeah. defensive coordinator versus head coach, a little bit different, but I was surprised to see him get hired. I I know there have been lots of twists and turns with that particular incident, but I just think sometimes with the way that it's just better to leave it alone, you know, yeah. better to not get involved. Um, I think he was, you know, coaching at the high school level, so he still got to coach and he was, you know, be out of the sport. It, at just at at one point, I think, even if you have it left in you and you were involved in something like that and potentially responsible for doing what he did at Baylor, I think sometimes it's best to just leave things be, and and leave let the past be the past. I would agree. I would agree. And other news, Sam Houston. James Madison moving up 
to the FBS level, as is Jackson State mm-hmm. in the coming Jacksonville years. Jacksonville State. Jacksonville State. Sorry, not the Dion one. I knew I would screw that up. But Jacksonville State. Coached by Rich Rodriguez. I did not know that. Really? I believe, yes. That is awesome. Um, but, yeah, those teams moving up, and those are some of the fiercest competitors in the FCS. And so the question comes, is it time for North Dakota State to move to the FBS? I'll let our little guy expert. It's time. It's been time. They've won how many natties? About eight? They've won seven in seven? the last nine years, I believe. At some point, it's time to level up. Okay, We know that you're a dominant power. They haven't had you know any trouble bringing guys up to the NFL, being an FCS program. But they obviously have the talent to compete with the big boys. They've beaten yep. the big boys when they've had their shot against Iowa. Was it Iowa State? They're legit. They should come up. Kansas State. I think they destroyed Kansas one year. That's not really What conference that. would you put them in? That's exactly why I was a little hesitant to say yes. Mm. They're not going to come up and be an independent. They're going to want to. And they might even want to leapfrog the group of five. I know. Yeah. The only problem no. is. The only problem is. The university itself needs to be at a certain level to be in, like, the Big Ten or the Big 12, which I think would be the two conferences that they would probably fit in geographically yeah. that would make the most sense. Probably the Big 12. Maybe maybe what their plan has been and what they're doing and why it makes no sense is maybe they're waiting till they're at the point that they can make that leap all the way to the Power Five. You're not. Because... What they're in the, in the current state they're in, they can win a national title every year in the FCS. However, if they go to a group of five conference, even if they're dominant in that group of five conference, they don't have a chance to win the national championship every year. Exactly. Or they're waiting for expansion. Yeah. So Who knows? It's interesting stuff. They have built an insane winning culture there, and it is the next best thing to Bama right now. Right? I wonder if the playoff expands, then maybe North Dakota State will actually push to, to jump up. Because then they could join a group of five conference and then make the playoff. No, I think that's a genuine possibility. C- come to the Mountain West. It would West. be better for college football if North Dakota State was in the FBS. Yeah. It would be better. And, and I think I, I stand by that pretty strongly. Um, but on the same vein, if North Dakota State hesitant to come because of no expansion, the college football playoff will not expand. Um, I believe we touched on that a little bit last week. But uh, here begs the question, we're about – Five, six years into the playoff now, maybe seven actually, maybe even eight. Since 2014, I believe. Yeah, so it might be eight years. Uh, which is the superior system, the BCS system or the four-team playoff at this point, in your opinion? Honestly, I got to go BCS. I enjoyed college football more during the BCS era. I understand why we moved away from that. I really, I do. And the first couple years of the playoff were still fun and exciting. Because let let's think. It was Ohio State won the first one. Yep. Then it was Bama. Who was a four seed. Right. Ohio State is a four seed, yep. Then it was Bama. Then it was, And then we had the whole Bama-Clemson, and that was already in year like two and three. We were seeing, you know, yep. what happens when you, you know, do what, what the playoff has, has created. The reason I think the BCS is was better is because it was super rare to get an SEC only championship game and how often did we see the same two teams competing for the natty every single year not that often i mean alabama was constantly there but alabama is and always will be kind of an aberration yeah nothing no one will ever do what nick saban is doing in alabama ever it's true Dabo, you know kirby at georgia 
they have not been able to sustain success like Nick Saban has, and they probably never will. I mean, this year, you look, it would have been, would have probably been Bama, Michigan with the Georgia. I mean, actually, yeah, it would have been a terrible game. Alabama would have blown out Michigan. But at least it's not an all SEC game. But at least game. it's not an all SEC game. And maybe the powers, you know, in college football noticed that SEC is their cash cow and they kind of knew all along this was going to happen. And that's why they're hesitant to move on from it because it puts money in their pockets and keeps the SEC on top. Well, what's really sad is the three conferences that voted against expansion of the playoff are the ACC, Big Ten, and Pac-12, which is it's, it's just it, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And the... actually, <laughs> I did I did hear a reason why. The reason why those t- three conferences voted against is because they're waiting out for the rest of the contract to redesign the rules because the proposed expansion what I figured. didn't involve power five bids, auto bids. It just included Ooh. the top six conferences yeah. get a bid. And so the Pac-12, Big 12, or Big 10 and ACC didn't like that because they want a guaranteed bid, which I think is so soft. Like there's probably one year in the last 20 years where one of those conferences doesn't get a bid. Like, it's pretty rare to have two group of five conferences finish above them. I think it was a soft move. But. The, the thing with the BCS was is that we never knew if we had the two best teams playing each other in the national championship game. At least with the playoff, we do know that we're going to get the top two in the playoff. I, I did not mention, but I, I actually I am still leaning towards the playoff. The BCS, well. though, because of that, also made you watch the other bowl games, the other New Year's Six bowl games mm. that weren't the Natty. Now, the New Year's Six bowl games are really irrelevant. It doesn't they matter. Have, Players uh-huh. are opting out, and it doesn't matter anymore because there's no debate that the winner of the Rose Bowl might be better than the winner of the Natty. I, I honestly think it's right now a four-team playoff is soft. You either commit to just one national championship game, number one, number two, or you commit fully to a playoff, 8 to 12 to 16, whatever you need to do. Four is not a playoff. It doesn't feel no, like no. a playoff. It feels like a round, like, oh, okay, well, you play them, and we'll just see what happens here. It's like, it just doesn't feel like a pure, it's, yeah. not, it's non-committal. You need at least three rounds yeah, for exactly. it to be a playoff. And then, like, I think with an eight-team or a six-team playoff, then you can have your New Year's Six games just as the round games. If you had an eight-team playoff, you could do... Rose Bowl, Orange Bowl, Cotton Bowl, Sugar Bowl, and then those other smaller bowl games aren't feeling pressured to deliver the same hype, and then you take those as they are, which is, okay, it's just a fun bowl game where these guys get to play one last game. So, hmm. there's my two cents There on would be that. so much money, though, potential, if they expanded the playoff, but obviously it's the guys at the top that don't want to share that, that revenue. That's correct. That's correct. But, you know, it's how it be. That's just how it be in the college ball world. Uh, college foot portal. So I know you guys have heard about the hit game Wordle. Yes. Um, but I've recently discovered, and there's been a lot of variations of Wordle, which is where you try to guess the five-letter word in six tries or less. Um, Wordle is obviously the main game, but several offsprings of Wordle have happened, including college football, which is college football mascots, terms, teams, whatever. It's, it's um, put on by Reddit College Football. And I strongly recommend you check it out. Me and Colt have been playing it for a little while. Um, Super fun, bro. It's very fun. I'll have to very take a look. Very fun. Um, what did they throw at us the other day? They threw Gwens. 
which is a, that was the hardest one by far. Today was Miners. Today was Miners. Yes. We had Zippy the other day. Zippy was a good one. So very fun, very entertaining. I would recommend it to any college football fans out there. I just wanted to give it a shout out because it's great. Not? It's a great game. All the Wordle games are taking over. I saw Taylordle today. It's Taylor Swift. Oh, terms. Yep. gosh. If Mia was playing it. So you can you can vent about Mia if you need to, Colt. Playing. No, I don't think I'll vent about the station manager's girlfriend <laughs> on our podcast. <laughs> All right. But he, something Colt was very, very tuned into this last weekend. The USFL draft. Let's go! AKA the, the league that will not last at all because the XFL just struck a deal with the NFL. Yeah. Um, but the XF, the USFL draft happened, and who was drafted number one overall? It was Shea Patterson. How about that? I don't know if you guys remember Shea Patterson. One of the biggest quarterback busts, yep. I think, in recent memory. Pretty much. He got yep. drafted by Michigan, the Michigan Panthers. I know. He's, he's coming home. And then I Colt about. Fell out of his chair and lost his oh mind when this God. pick was announced. It was Jordan Ta'amu from oh Ole Miss. And Pearl City High School in Hawaii, bro. What, oh. what team did he get drafted to? Oh, my gosh. So, JoJo Ward, by the way, got drafted by Houston. So that's uh, another Hawaiian. Well, he, yes, former UH wide receiver. Okay. Um, damn, wait, hold on. I actually just forgot what team Ta'amu was. I pulled up was. a list of all the Pac-12 players that got okay. taken. Some, some na- I won't name all of them, but maybe just the ones that yeah, the I think stand ones. out. So here we go. Uh, Oregon State defensive tackle Kalani Vaka Malilalo? No idea who that is. Okay, <laughs> but, okay all right. But I love it. I love okay, it. Okay, um, Washington Ta- linebacker Azim Victor. You guys might have remembered him. Uh, Sean Poindexter, former Arizona wide receiver. I do remember him. Who else? ASU linebacker Christian Sam. He was here under Todd Graham. Jordan Lasley from UCLA, wide mm, receiver. I do remember him, actually. We should remember him. A couple more. Uh, let's see who else. The former ASU long snapper Mitch Fabroni. Whoa. Yeah, get a snapper, got drafted. Scooby Wright. It's probably the biggest Wait, name. Wait, oh. Scooby Wright got drafted? Scooby Wright got drafted by the Birmingham Stallions. No way is he In addition still to Tony Brooks James, the former Oregon Whoa. running back. Those are two blasts from the past right there. And I didn't see those guys. Victor Bolden Jr., Oregon State what? wide receiver. I did not see that one either. Was that day two picks? Yeah, there's like 14 rounds. Holy cow, I didn't realize Victor Bolding. The Birmingham Stallions loaded up on Pac-12 talent. Okay, so Ta'amu's on the Tampa Bay Bandits. He might be, hear me out, the best quarterback in Tampa Bay right now. Blaine, get better than Blaine Gabbard. He could be. (laughs) He could be. I I did not know Victor Bolden. I'm still shocked by that. He actually got drafted. Wow. And then also a few other names outside of the Pac-12. Clayton Thorson. He played quarterback for Northwestern very recently. Very recently. Davin Bellamy for Georgia. He was very recent as well. He was a linebacker. And then a recent first-round draft pick from like four years ago, Paxton Lynch. Oh, he was a bust, man. He's now a backup in the USFL. Is the USFL doing like – are they doing any special rules or anything? What's their league look like? I'm sure, man. I don't know, but it does not stop at the players. Two former Pac-12 head coaches are coaching – in this league. Oh, boy. Not Mike Riley. The Generals, again. Mike Riley. Are you serious? The New Jersey he Generals. He did it again. Mike Riley. And for the Gamblers, Kevin Sumlin. Whoa, Kevin <laughs> Sumlin. Mike Riley. This is the second time he's he coached yeah. in the AAF as well. Af. He just will not go away. He will not go away. <laughs> that, that is hilarious. 
Last I heard of him, forever. he took like a front office position at Oregon State as like a football overseer of something. But good for him, man. If he wants to, if he still got that spark, good for him. That's I don't beautiful. see any like new rules. I, it's probably just standard eleven man football. Yeah. Then I'm sure they'll have their own you know gimmicks they throw at it. But um, other news: Dave Doran at NC State. He's been at NC State since 2013. He gets an extension through 2026 at NC State. A um, few details. He's 64 and 49 at NC State. His last season was his best season there. Nine and three season. Bowl game got canceled. Um, he's made seven bowl games in nine years. Guys, what are your thoughts on this extension? It's deserved. The level of success that he's had there, I can think back to at least 2017 when they had Ryan Finley, <clears throat> sorry, destroyed ASU in the Sun Bowl that year. And they've just been good every single year. And you look back, you know, before they had who, who's the, uh, Jacoby Brissett. I Jacoby believe Jacoby Brissett, Brissett was yep. there. Before Jacoby Brissett, there was really nothing between like Phillip Rivers and then. And I know they had Russell Wilson before he transferred to Wisconsin, but that's one of those, I think, programs and coaches where like an ASU can look to and be like, that should be our goal, right? Yeah. Just consistently competitive and improving every year and slowly raising the bar. And that's what Dave Doran has done at NC State. They could be a top 10 team next year. Yeah. Absolutely, hands down, deserved. ESPN had NC State at number eight in their way too early top 25. And so, you know, NC State's got their guy. Pay him now before they potentially pop off next season. Exactly. Um, it, it's just an example of what happens when a team is patient with their head coach, let their head coach get their recruiting base, and now it looks like NC State could break through, but who knows? Do Maybe you think they, they could win the ACC next year? I think it's a very strong possibility. However, Sam Hartman may have something else to say about that. Ooh, Ooh, that's right. Um, last but not least, we've got a salty Oklahoma football writer, Jason Kersey, who said, and I quote, every year Lincoln Riley was the head coach, Oklahoma got a little bit worse. Is there any truth to this, guys? I mean, like... Well, they didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, maybe, year. but it's so small Minute. and very small increments. They were still, by the time he left, they were still like a top 10 team for the majority of last season. They were number 10 in the final I mean, these people. are these are problems that you know, only the top of the top are having and really shouldn't shouldn't be complaining about that. That's someone who lacks perspective. And I mean, yeah, being in the top four and how much, okay, how much worse is being in the top four and getting embarrassed by LSU versus, you know, winning the Alamo Bowl and still going like 11 and two, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's it, low-key arguably better. And exactly. And it's on a positive note. Right, so. and you have like the same record when it's all said and done. And yeah. you have a trophy, an Alamo Bowl trophy now. Amen. And was the year they lost to Georgia, was that also Lincoln Riley? That was, yes. all, that was his first, that was his first, year, season. first full year as a head coach. Oh, so. That was a great game. It was a fantastic game. Rip Baker Mayfield, they, uh, they should have won that one. But uh, yeah, I mean, you just got to chalk that one up to some salty Oklahoma riders. Uh, but let's get back into the trivia, guys. Well, let's go. Uh, it's 3-2. Colt just waiting patiently to get the, the lead back here. Come on. Uh, looks like we've got another batch of four questions here before we, we finish out with the three questions in the finale. But here we go. Batch of four right here. Give me this. Um, Marshall, we talked about. Marshall's trying to dip from the CUSA. What conference was Marshall in before the CUSA? Was it A, the Sun Belt? B, the MAC, C, the West Virginia Athletic Conference, or the WVAC. 
D, the Big East, or E, none? Done. Which was it? All right. I'm going to count three. One, two, three. Big Mac. East. The correct answer was the Mac. Hayden gets it. They were in the Mid-Atlantic Conference. Who's they in actually... Big East? Who's in the Big East? Uh, West Virginia. That's right. Rutgers. Yep. Um, Marshall was actually in the West Virginia Athletic Conference as well, but many years prior to the Mac. The but yes, Mac. they were a Mac member. When were they in the WAC? I mean, the the Mac. How many, how many years ago? Like literally, like pretty recently, like three years ago, right? Really? It was, it was after two thousand. I know that for yeah, sure. Yeah, like pretty recently, they were in the MAC for for quite some time. I, their CUSA stint was very short lived. Uh, but Hayden takes the four two lead. Colts in a little bit of trouble I'm here. Scared, man. We know. talked about North Dakota State. Should they move up to the FBS? Here's the question. What is North Dakota State's record in their last six games versus Power 5 opponents? Last six? What is North Dakota State's record in their last six games versus Power 5 opponents? And once again, we'll give this to whoever's got the closest guess. Ready? All right. One, two, three. Six, six and zero. Oh. And you guys are both correct. It is five and three now. And yes, the teams are Iowa, Iowa State, Kansas, Minnesota, Minnesota a second time, and Kansas State. They are actually ten and zero in their last ten games versus FBS opponents. Uh, and the last wow. time North Dakota State played an FBS school was 2016. So the effect when they upset Iowa, who was ranked exactly. So the effect of playing and beating FBS teams is they'll just stop scheduling you. They haven't played an FBS game in five until years. now. Until they're gonna, the poor Wildcats will come into town. All those games are on the road too, all of them, which is makes right. it even more impressive. Their last loss, and you know what? We'll do this for a bonus point, just because uh, you guys both. Um, okay. The other one. So the, of these teams, Iowa, Iowa State, Kansas, Minnesota, and Kansas State. Their last loss was in 2008 to which one of those teams? One more time. Right, and you can write it down. So at a, their last loss to an FBS opponent was in 2008. Was it to Iowa, Iowa State, Kansas, Minnesota, or Kansas State? I got it. All right, three, two, one. Iowa State. And you got it. Both of you guys got it. Wow, you guys are in unison here. Um, yeah, it was Iowa State in 2008. It was a 34-17 to 17 loss. They went 6-5 and five that year. It's their worst year in like the last since like 2000. But let's get to the next one. Um, <laughs> it is it is six to four now. If my count is correct, Colt still trails by two. Denard Robinson was on the cover of NCAA 14. Ooh. Who was on the cover of NCAA 13? Oh man, Hayden picked up the pen fast there. This one could I'm be a bloodbath. I'm debating between two. It's two guys. I'm thinking. Ooh. Colt is really thinking about Wait, so about 2013, this right? 2013. Meaning the game came out in 2012. Yep, it's the game right before NCAA 14. Okay. NCAA 13. I think I got him. Okay. I'm pretty confident in this one. All right, here we go. I wrote it down, but I want Colt to go first. All right. Wait, 2013, the one NC- right before the latest one? The yeah. Yep. How many points? It's a, it's a point. Okay. Okay. Okay, go ahead, Colt. Robert Griffin III and Barry Sanders. Hayden? I put RG3. You guys are both correct. It was a kind of a trick question because there were two cover athletes. It was like a Heisman special one, yeah. right? They, yep. Yeah. That I remember good... the intro and everything. Yeah, I should have done 2012. Can you guys name 2012? Mark Ingram. Wow, Cole I don't, got it. I don't remember. Yeah, cool guy. I should have done 2012. That, that's what yeah. I was thinking of. 
uh, when we were when I was thinking of the covers, I was thinking it was it Mark Ingram or Trent Richardson, and then you were saying, oh, it's 2013. Yep. So I was like, oh. before that, it was was it Tebow or Crabtree? Tebow, Tebow. was 11. Yep, Crabtree was 10. 10, I think, or okay. 9. And then I remember 08 was just the Michigan State mascot on the yeah. wave. Who's yeah. 11? 11 was Tebow. No. 11? Oh, 11 was Tebow. Yeah, 11 was Tebow time, baby. Yes. 11 was a great game, by the way. Anyways, 5-7 now. You guys are on a roll right now. This is incredible. Uh, who leads the Pac-12 all time? This is a Pac-12 uh, question leading into our Pac-12 segment. But who leads the Pac-12 all time in passing touchdowns? You get a point for naming the guy that sits alone at the top. Sorry, I should rephrase the question. Wait, what? Who leads the Pac-12 all time in single season passing touchdowns? So who had the greatest single season as a passer? That's a very key thing. Sorry about that. <clears throat> this dates back to when? Uh, the entire history of the Pac-12. <laughs> and uh, if you name the first place guy, it's one point. If you name second or third place, you can still get a half point. Okay. It's five to seven. Although you guys are on a roll, you guys might both get this one. Hmm. Damn, we are absolutely smoking Colorado right now. It's pretty big. Holy cow. Big game. Um, you know. Colt seems pretty uncertain. I, I wrote it down. I'm not confident in this. I don't know either, man. That's tough. It honestly is really We tough. were, like, before, I'll say, college football playoff era, we were kind of like the quarterback conference. Yeah. People forget that. You uh, there are some There are some guys. Oh, wait. Hold up. No. Old I'm time. Gonna... No. Yeah. I, All right. You I'm guys, gonna, yeah, you yeah. guys ready? Okay, ready? Three, two, one. Aaron Rodgers. You guys are both incorrect. I'll give you guys oh. both one more guess just for just for the vibes. Okay. You got your backup? Yeah. Okay, ready? Three, two, one. Andrew, Andrew Luck. Luck. You guys both say Andrew Luck? Yeah. That is also incorrect. Are you guys ready? You're not ready can for we, this. Can we do it again? You got, yeah, let's do one more. One more. Okay, ready? Three, two, one. Matt Gardner Liner. Minshew. You said Gardner Minshew. You said Matt Leinart? No, the top three: Jared Goff at forty-three. No way. Jake Browning at forty-three. Oh what? Goodness. And then Anthony Gordon from Washington State oh, at forty-eight. I was never I gonna almost, get that. Well, I almost hit. Almost knocked the mic over. <laughs> Anthony Gordon. I remember that guy. Yeah. yeah. He was after Minshew. An absolute right? goon. Yeah. yeah. The, the leader in career passing touchdowns is Luke Falk, who owns a lot of records mm -hmm. um, from that. Honestly, Mike Leach just owns all the passing records yeah. in the Pac-12, which shouldn't even be his quarterbacks. But let's go into the Pac-12 newsletter. And uh, <laughs> first thing we'll talk about is is Jaden Daniels. He's been um, on some headlines recently. Um, oh, wait, you guys both got it wrong. It's it's still 5-7 in the scoreboard, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. But uh, Hayden, I heard you were getting some new buzz on a potential landing spot for our beloved quarterback. Yeah, I seeing on Twitter a fan page a very popular fan page from mizzou stated Whoa. that Jaden daniels was coming on to be the quarter uh or was joining the quarterback room and basically made the outright claim that Jaden daniels is coming to missouri but then Jaden daniels followed that up on twitter and said i'm not uh, committed to anywhere currently Interesting. Uh -oh. So maybe Jaden daniels to the sec that's oh, a little surprising to me i I don't like that move for him personally. No, I think he, like I said in the last episode, I think he'd be better off in like the Big Twelve mm -hmm. or like a Pac-12 North school. That's true. Personally, I, I think the SEC is a bad move for Jaden Daniels. If yeah. if it is Missouri. Yeah, I mean if if he goes to Missouri, all of a sudden 
you've got multiple transfer quarterbacks bolstering those SEC East schools. Missouri and South Carolina picking up those key transfers. Things can get a little. Dude, he's got to play Georgia. Dude, they That's have sad. Auburn, Georgia, and Florida. Three straight weeks. Yeah, no, that's brutal. More ASU news, uh, unfortunately. Ray Anderson, the athletic director for Arizona State, um, was recently quoted as uh, saying that he doesn't believe there's an NIL market in Tempe. And he what? Wants, he wants to focus on building players for the draft at Arizona State. Stop it. So this is why people have no faith in Ray Anderson. I mean, the guy is out cannot, of touch. I mean, he just... I, I don't even know. I don't want to say too much because, you know, I'm a fan. So, like, I I bring a perspective where, you know, I don't want to sound, you know, unprofessional or make a sound bite that's going to come back to bite me in 30 <laughs> years. But, like, I just I, – I think that's kind of a, a, bad, a bad precedent to set it that is. you're not going to compete in NIL when there are actually lots of great NIL opportunities. Like, are we forgetting about Starbucks and the – current deal they have with asu yeah. like they basically give you free tuition if you do online school and work at starbucks there has to be something there there is plenty and of like NIL. coca-cola arizona like, is a perfect place for right. NIL deals. i don't understand that yeah it, it, it's weird I, I think the only thing that might make sense is you know maybe it's because asu is in a pro sports market so it might be a little bit watered down therefore maybe a little bit harder to get an nil deal here than say I don't know, Manhattan, Kansas or something. You, you get what I'm saying? Or or even I Eugene, guess. Oregon. But but still, I, I think that's just kind of a dumb thing. I think even dumber than saying that he's not going to compete in NIL, I, t- I talk fast when I get passionate, <laughs> is that <laughs> we're now focusing on draft on getting players to the NFL draft. Like, that's not what everybody else is doing right yeah, now. Like, yeah. that's the new revelation we are now going to be focusing on putting players in the NFL. That was your selling point from the start. <laughs> that, that's why he got Herm. That's true. And is that not what Georgia and Alabama are doing? Yeah. If you go to Nick Saban, he's not going to say, you know, we're really not focused on that. We're just, you know, we're, we're trying to, you know, do NIL and, and win the natty. We don't care about guys going to the NFL. Yeah. Come on. No, it is. It is. Pretty jarring quote. Maybe just, it was taken uh, out of context. You just yeah, who knows? I mean, I know. And then Michael Crow came on. <laughs> Get this. I don't know if you guys heard this. Michael Crow went on 98.7. It was it was Newsmakers Week on Arizona Sports Radio. And all these guys came on, Ray Anderson, Michael Crow. And he basically said that Herm Edwards is not involved in any of this. And that's why he still has his job. And that he's completely – he didn't say completely innocent, but I believe he said that – Herm Edwards did not tell these assistant coaches to go out and, and commit violations. Interesting. Oh he didn't he didn't say he didn't know about it. He just said ah. that he didn't outright tell them. And SunDevilSource.com, not even an hour after an interview, drops after that interview, drops a photo of Herm Edwards with a recruit when he wasn't supposed to be talking to the recruit. And yeah, that's bad. And that ladies and gentlemen, is where ASU football is now. It's absolutely embarrassing. They cannot stop shooting themselves in the foot. At this point, I, I, don't, even, I don't even know. I mean, you I get the even president of the school trying to, like, disregard this whole matter. It's, it's just a mess. It is unfortunate. I agree. Hot mess, and they've been dominating headlines in, in all the wrong ways. Oh, man. Uh, a lot of big out-of-conference games. We've touched on this a little bit. 
but there's a lot. And, you know, as we're at this point where we're still kind of poking and prodding at the schedules, some big games on the horizon. We got Utah, Florida, Oregon, Georgia in a neutral site game. Arizona State at Oklahoma State. Arizona versus Mississippi State. What out-of-conference game are you most excited for? Hawaii at Michigan. Week three. Well, actually, technically week two because Hawaii starts a week earlier. That will be absolutely exciting for me. I book it now. Hawaii's going to win that game. Okay. <laughs> Timmy Chang and the Brotherhood have something brewing. I feel it, boys. You know, if you had Jimmy Chang at quarterback, uh, <laughs> the fabled NCAA 14 legend, then oh, I would man. give him a chance. That's my guess. Was, was this a Pac-12 specific uh, segment? Uh, you know, I thought it was. Of, it, it definitely was. But oh, Cole, I didn't you think know, the Pac-12 I, was in I was only thinking <laughs> Hawaii machine, bro. Okay, well, obviously I'm biased, and I'm going to say ASU Oklahoma State, but I'll take a step beyond that. And I'll say Utah at Florida, mm. because that is not only a chance for the Pac-12 to beat the SEC, it's to go into SEC territory and beat the SEC. I like the Utes' chances, and I think they're going to get it done next year. Yeah. I, I honestly, that one probably would have been my number one as well because it's it's a big game, and a loss could hurt more than a win would help probably. I, I like Arizona-Mississippi State. I think that with what Arizona has picked up, we're going to learn very early, and they play on the road at San Diego State right before, so they're probably going to lose that game. But at home versus a good bowl team, no matter how much we hate the kitties, a chance to see if they're actually legit, if they're actually something to be fearful of, or if they've still got a few more steps to go. I, I want to see how they do against uh, North Dakota State. Even Yeah, that'll that, be a great later. And then Oregon State was a pretty decent team last year, but they're playing Fresno and Boise next yep. year. Those are two very exciting Mountain West teams. I am teams. not excited for those games. <laughs> I am not excited for I think for those they'll games. split. I think they'll get one. I certainly hope so, and I am... I am Hoping. Or they could sweep. I mean, Oregon State should win both of those games. They will probably be favored in all three, but I can see them losing. What's the third one again? Isn't Montana it? State? It's the oh, FCS yeah. runner-up. That's, that's tough. That's tough. Yeah, it is. It's just, it's just how it is, though. Eastern Washington my flashbacks. Motto, I guess. Yes, Eastern Washington. Who could forget that? To the max. That was. That was it's big. basically the same thing. We were twenty-fourth in the country when that happened. Yeah. Yeah. And then we ripped off six straight wins after that. So if we would have beat them, we would have been, like, top ten by that time. Do you guys think ASU could lose to Eastern Michigan this year? No. No. I don't see that happening. No. We just, the talent gap is just going to make up for. That and they're a Midwest team playing here when it's still 100 degrees. True. True that. That's a good point. Good point. All right. So the talent gap, I feel like, and not even that I feel like, this is a fact. The talent gap in the Pac-12 in the rivalry games has significantly closed and it is pretty hazy in pretty much every rivalry Pac-12 pairing, except for Utah-Colorado, which they try to do, but that's never really nah. been a rivalry. So we're just going to go through, and if you can, I don't, we'll toy with this. Give me one word why a team will be better, who you think will be better out of the rivals, and one word why. Okay, First team, we got the, the Oregon rivals. Oregon versus Oregon State. Who is better, and one word why. You want to start, Colt? Um, it's hard. What What's the name of the guy that never gets tackled on fourth down? Coletto. Coletto. That's my one word. Is he still there? Yeah, he is. He's wow. a junior. Oregon State, Coletto, I'll okay. take it. I'm going to go Oregon State coaching. Oregon State coaching. Oregon State coaching. The Jonathan Smith effect. Yep. I'm going to say Oregon State destiny. Wow. <laughs> this is our year, baby. It is our destiny. 
And you know what? I hope that didn't just jinx it, the fact that we all swept with Oregon State there. But gosh dang it, I'm excited for next year. Next up, Arizona or Arizona State? Delora. What? Uh, Hayden? Still a big talent cap. Experience. ASU. Experience. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat and use two words. Big brother. ASU. Hyphen. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> sometimes you're just the big brother, sometimes you're the big dog. It's not gonna matter. Stanford or Cal? Right now? It's a tough this one's also a little Okay. Oh. Cal Depth. Cal depth. That's that's a fair. I'm gonna say vaxxed. They don't have to deal with COVID anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Cal vaxxed. That's a good one. That's a good one. I'll say Cal Wilcox. Cal Wilcox. I think Wilcox is the way to go. He's a good coach. Um, USC or UCLA? USC talent. Ooh, that's a tough one, talent. man. It's another tough one. Oh, I'm. You know what? No, I'm going to go nightmares. I still have nightmares of what Zach Charbonnet mm. and that UCLA team did to Hawaii last year. Nightmares. I'll say, I'll say UCLA chip. Chip, baby. Wow. It's Chip Kelly. Get out of here, Lincoln Riley. Wait, what is this? Is this still February? We're talking about these rivalries? Let's go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's never too early. And last one, we got Washington and Wazoo. It's a pillow fight, man. Wazoo culture. Wazoo culture? Washington's culture has taken a pretty big hit. These last few seasons. Who won the last Apple Cup? Was Wazoo. it Wazoo? It okay. Was, um, it was like 41 to 13. Yeah. Washington State flooded Washington's field. Um, I'll say Washington, big brother a second time. I'm going to say apples. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's the Apple Cup. Fair enough. I'm just going right. to say apples. <laughs> we, got, uh, we got about three minutes left here, boys. Really? Got, That's it? Is there a show behind That's us it. today? Yeah, there is. I think I just saw them. Oh, man. We can probably push to four. Um, but we got three questions left. All right. We got to decide this. It's five to seven right now. Here we go. Who finished third in passing yards in 2021? Was it A, Will Rogers, B, Brennan Armstrong, C, Sam Hartman, or D, Aiden O'Connell? What's the stat? Third and passing yards. I'm picking, going very obscure here, making you guys think a little. Okay, got it. All right, three, two, one. Hartman. Armstrong. You said Hartman? You said Armstrong? You're both incorrect. It was Will Rogers from Mississippi State. Oh, Brennan we... Armstrong was fourth. Sam Hartman was actually, I believe, seventh. Armstrong got hurt, didn't he, at the end of the he season? He did, so he slipped He would have had... He would have been up there with Zappy number one. He would one. have been up there with Zappy. Yeah. All right. How many receivers last season had over 100 receptions? Colt needs to get both of these right okay, and have Hayden I got miss this. both. Is it A4, B6, C5, D3, or E2? What are the numbers? Just say the numbers. A, B. Just, <laughs> just say the numbers. Four, six, five, three, or two. Four, six, five, three, or, or is two. Or another I just made it confusing on purpose. Is it two, three, four, five, or six? How two. many receivers had over 100 receptions last year? All right. You guys ready? Including the postseason? I mean, yeah. Yeah. Just everything. Three, two, one. Three. Two. The correct answer is six. And since oh. Colt was slightly oh. closer, we'll oh. give it to him. It's six to seven. And here's the last question of the day, boys. This one's a doozy. All Come right. On. This is this is all we got. Kenneth Walker the third oh. ended the season second in the country in carries behind a running back from which university in the state of Michigan? 
what is the university? He was from a university okay, so, in the so state of Okay, so can you repeat Michigan. the question one more time? Kenneth Walker ended the season second in the country in carries behind one running back. This running back went to a university in the state of Michigan. Of Michigan. A university in the state of Michigan. What university in Michigan did they go to? You've got you've got Eastern Michigan, you got Central Michigan, you got Western Michigan, you got Michigan, you got Michigan State, which is where Kenneth Walker went. That's true. So they had naturally, wow. unless another guy in Kenneth Walker's team. So are Colton and I tied right now, or is it's, he? You're up by one, so you can. Okay, ice so he the could series. tie it right here. Yep, he could tie. He could go for the tie. This is big. I got mine. All right. Come on, Hayden. <laughs> um. Yeah. Here we go. Three, two, one. Central Michigan. Michigan. You said Eastern? You said Central? It was Central Michigan. Let's go! It was was Central. I can't remember the running back's name. It was something, something, a third. It doesn't really matter. Wow. Cole gets it. Holy cow. And with an absolute shocker, we tie. That was a comeback for the ages. It's a tie. It's 1-1-1. I wish I had a tiebreaker for us, but uh, I don't. I should have said said three because – Two, it couldn't have been anything any lower. So I was kind of going oh, all in. Oh, that's too. true. No, that's true. But, but uh, you know what? I, I wasn't playing to win. I was playing to be right. No, that's completely fair. You know, but I, respect, Colt. Like I said, I wish I had a tiebreaker for you, but uh, I, I don't. I should have planned ahead. Um, and we're running low on time. Yeah, and that's pretty much all we got. Any parting thoughts before we get up on out of here? No. I don't know. The, ga- <laughs> the game, the trivia is is a nice addition. Yeah, I, I, I love agree. I love trivia. Thank you for doing that. Do you guys want to yeah. do a tiebreaker at the start of next show, or should yeah, we just start yes, a new one? Let's yeah, do let's, it. Let's, let's do it. Start Sounds a next good. show. Sounds good. I'm Tyler Budge. I'm Hayden Weber. And I'm Colt Amadova. And with that, we wave goodbye. Oh.